Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Welcome, everyone, to the Film Vault. That's Anderson. and I'm Brian Bishop, your host for Top 5 Time, Top 5 Serial Killers. I'm inspired. Why do you say that? Meat and potatoes. I'm joking. Yeah, meat and potatoes episode, shocking we haven't done it yet. Yeah. But here we are. That's right, Brian. Here we are doing... T- it's, it's a, it was daunting. We might have maybe should have like uh, broke it up into some separate uh, categories, but what, whatever. I got a, a nice smattering of all the different types or a, a few different types How's do I? on my list. I think we did do top five killer couples back in the day. That sounds familiar. Um, but I have like the conventional true to life. I have a, a, a comedy. Yeah, but one of mine is definitely played for, play for laughs. I got an unconventional true to life. I got a composite of true to life and I got a fictitious. Mm. That's what I got going for my... Uh, Interesting. I do my best to avoid some obvious ones. So perhaps they'll be reflected in the listener list, but uh, some of the big juicies will uh, not be uh, represented in mine. I have uh, two big and juicies okay. and I, I, couldn't, I couldn't help good, myself. Good, good. That means we have diversity. Yeah. Good. Diversity's good. I, uh, Any females? I don't. I could have, mm. but I didn't. Because she didn't make the cut. Hey? I, I I sort of do? Question mark? Eh. Mm. Hey, I talked to the wife. Hey. Since we did the last show. Oh, really? Oh, boy. And she, uh, oh, as no. a white woman. Anderson's on match. She's got the answer. With, uh, with an Indian friend, she, uh, yeah, she. A Pakistani? She cleared everything up. Oh. Uh-huh. I, I didn't talk to a, to a Pakistani woman. Or, Pac- Pakistani. Pakistani, sorry. Pakistani woman or, a, or an Indian woman or a Hindu woman. I, I talked to my wife. As a white woman. Hindu is a religion. I think... Oh, Christ. (laughs) (laughs) She let me know, from her understanding. Uh It's been five minutes since we did the last episode. It's not like I've gone out and lived a life, all right? So uh, it's what I heard. I heard that also they recently moved the border over there, so some people that were Indian Uh, are now Pakistani. That is precisely what she was telling me, yes. Yeah, so there's also that going on. And uh, yeah, there's a... a, It's a whole thing. Yeah, it's, it's a whole thing. And uh, I I, uh, I don't know more for it, I don't think. I, I should... I would like you to explain the history. So this is the history. There's a lot of anger. I, it is it is fascinating, though, like when people absolutely hate each other and like uh, and they and they like so many of the same. Like if, they, if you just put them in a room and gave them some drink... Because ah. I know I'm... Ah. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. If you just put them in a shanty... <laughs> I'm just saying, like, yeah, because I'm always looking for common ground. There's always common ground right there. Like, I used to, when I, okay, this is a, a more, 
it's not very nuanced and it came to me when I when I was very young. We're gonna but I say would, we're gonna solve some problems here. I would see I would see like uh, you know, I, I, I grew up I, I spent a lot of time in Venice and there was a lot of like gangsters out there and they were like, you know uh, uh, buddy, I've seen American history acts. I, I spent a lot of time and I got beat up by gangsters and I actually was I, I felt like I, I, I lived around a lot of people who were affiliated with gangs. And a lot of these gangs did not like each other. This, this isn't even talking about when I uh, worked up in Ventura and I was a, a, a guard, like a, a bouncer at oh a, a punk rock club in Ventura, all sorts of gangs up there. But the ones that uh, I'm, th- I'm talking about uh, at a very early age when I was in Venice, uh, I, I, I happen to notice like warring gangs all love the Raiders. And it's so weird to like have such a, an affinity for something and the person across the street who also has the exact same affinity, but you hate them and you want to kill them. It's funny. It's weird. You like, might be enemies, but you're both rooting for the same team the same time. Yeah, and that brings men if together Sunday, a lot of times, right? Afternoon. Sports brings people, to, men together, yeah. right? Yep. What if they go to the same sports bar? They're both rooting for, is it just like uh, peacetime? Uh, you know, is it like kind of like a truce during the uh, Raider game? Yeah, if the Raiders are in the playoffs, they're going to root together. This is when they, when they, they, high when they were the, the, bar. the LA Raiders, right? It's, just, right? it's interesting. Human nature is fascinating. It really is. Tell me more. That's all. Okay. I end there. That's all. That's all I can wonder, tell you. I wonder what cricket team the Indian and the Pakistanis come together over. What I'm saying is, people can be so absurd. I kind of understand some of the uh, serial killers on my list. I get, oh, I get the okay, nice transition. Let's just kill them all. I was just hearing that uh, that uh, William Shatner went to space, <laughs> right? Yes. Was set up for a joke. And uh, evidently, you it was the, most, about this? the most depressing thing that he's ever done. Yeah, I heard about that. That's great. And it was because he, he felt realized so small. there was just nothing out there and there's no life. And all you want to do is get back to where there's life. And then you get back to where the life is and we're all just treating each other so poorly. It's like, what the fuck? Did you see how Bezos cut him off? No. He's in the middle of talking about it and Bezos cut him off to spray champagne. Oh, really? And then offered Shatner a glass of champagne who's been in recovery for Oh, nice. Bezos, way to crush it. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Bezos. Uh, I mean... I get I get the way the Bezos must feel in retrospect because I uh, my my gaffe with the uh, Pakistani and the, and the Indian yes uh, football so I get it's 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 nuanced <laughs> very nuanced yeah so, some of us have to ask ah, it's all right so enough of that let's talk yeah. uh, the people amongst us that like to kill us and uh, how they've been uh, illustrated right. in films mine let's see all f- one two three f- yeah all uh, at least three or four of the five, yeah, they hide amongst us. They, they're, they're anonymous to the rest of the Hiding in plain sight. Hiding in plain sight. Mm-hmm. They're right there. Could be your neighbor. What's, what's strange to think is like, I, I, just, I can't understand, I don't know, I'll, I'll never be able to, there's so many human experiences that I'll never be able to understand. And that's you know one of the many reasons why we love film, I think, is so we can you know get empathy and understand and feel like you know what it's like to walk a, a mile in the shoes. I will never be able to understand how a lot of different people in this world mm. like feel. Like I, just, I will not be able to access. I will definitely never be able to access uh, walking through life without having empathy. True. And I, I, I just I, I can't even begin to know what that would feel like. Where right. it just wouldn't bother me if I killed some something, right, or someone, and the repercussions that would have, how that just wouldn't occur to me or affect me at all. It's funny because you're 
you're prone to fits of rage where you could kill someone. And yet, the, like, for example, a bee flies into your pool, you must save it. Right, right. But a lot of the time, my fits of rage are because somebody has done, wronged uh, me or someone else, just done something very right. inhumane, right? That's where a lot of my rage comes. Like all the fights that I got in in school. You I'm wouldn't not, kill indiscriminately. I'm not trying to paint myself a hero, but like almost every fight I got to, especially early on, I got my ass beat because I was- You're a Chargers fan. I was trying to fight someone who was much bigger than me and they were doing something really dickish to someone else. Like that was Fair. kind of, I, don't know, I would become enraged and I would be so sad for like what they were doing and then I would just start swinging on them. But yeah, to be a serial killer, I think it must be freeing. Must be. I do. Do you ever do that thing with your friends or your wife or whatever? Where you're like, you 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 don't say it, but you don't say it out loud. But you're like, if one of our friends, oh yeah, yeah. was to kill someone, right? Who would it most likely be? And you both say the name. Oh, I've had friends who I thought like that guy should be watched carefully, guys. Like mm. bad breakups and stuff. I'm like, he's the type of guy that comes back. Yeah. And like OJ's both, right? Like keep an eye on that sure. guy because he's crazy. We he's all intense. Those people. And uh, he takes things too far. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a different thing. That's what I'm describing to somebody who has so much emotion. Like I would be surprised if I was like, you know, yeah, I, well, I get so. Yeah, what's the opposite of a serial killer? I think you're that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> where I could get much so, feel too much. so yeah. much passion. Serial killers, at least as they're portrayed in film, are detached. They'll kill anyone, you know what I mean? Or they'll kill their neighbor because uh, they, they don't like the way you know, they uh, park. But a lot of times it's a compulsion too. It's yeah. like a power thing. It's a compulsion. It's almost like uh, like anything else, like needing to you know drink or Bless you. have, a, have Thank you. You know, some booze. or Yeah, like we should actually talk about that because- Serial killers are different than like mass murderers, right? Like the couple in uh, Badlands. They're not serial killers. They go on a killing spree, right? Serial killers kill sequentially, hence the name, but there's often a pattern or an MO to it. Yeah. I was looking up, you know, commonalities. But I think that Kit and uh, Sissy, whatever, what was her name in that movie? In, in Badlands, I think that they kind of were developing the taste, right? Kit was developing the taste for being, or was he just killing out of convenience and it didn't bother him to, it's like swatting a fly away if uh, human beings in your way to for what you want. I think that what separates it's them- not a compulsion. What separates people like them from a, a, a serial killer is they're not trying to hide. They're not trying to, you know, hide the body and get away with it. We want your next victim. Right, there's leaving they're a trail of- killing spree. Yeah. They're just going to kill whoever's there. Like Teddy Roosevelt, was he a serial killer of Buffalo when he came to, you know, when, when he was roaming the plains and just killing every Buffalo that he could find? Like, was, he, he probably was, right? He was compulsed to do so. And like a lot right. of hunters are compulsed to feel that feeling of, of murder and kill. But and I don't think he winning. killed for joy or to satisfy an urge that he like, thought it was useful to kill the Buffalo. Or, more, or for sport. I think it was yeah, sport, exactly. yeah. It was like playing a video game. It was a purposeful. Well, I don't think it's sport. Sporting for serial killers. I think, I think it more, is sporting. It feels like it's more compulsion. Though. Yeah, like like they're satisfying some urge. Right, but like my son's got an urge to go fishing right now, right? Like he can't wait to go fishing. True, that's but an his urge. urge isn't psychopathic. It's not psychopathic, and he could, he could, he could, because that's the thing they want. They need to do it so badly, they'll do it even though the stakes are high and there's risk, they're, they're aware that there are laws against this. It's not like... Yes, they're making the decision to go against the law. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we had this enlightening conversation about I wasn't prepared to. <laughs> well, it's important to talk about what we learned during uh, research. My dad was a psychologist and he saw oh, all sorts yeah. of really fucked up people. And uh, yeah, he saw he saw serial killers. I was going to say, did your dad ever treat a serial killer? He he did. Uh, he treated a number of them. He was pretty wow. high in his field at the time. And 
Uh, he didn't talk to me as much about the serial killers. I, I have talked to my mom since his, since he's died about the serial killers he talked uh, dealt with. But what he would talk to me about when I was younger were the pedophiles that he had to deal with. And he, he hated it when the courts would have him be like, you know, they, for a while he was on the circuit or whatever. And like he would get them mandated by courts sent to him. And he said, there's just no curing those people. Like there's just, you can't do anything when no. those. And I would imagine it's there's a, a lot of similarities case. with the. Uh, with the uh, compulsions, right? Because sure. Yes. Both you know it's are, wrong. Yeah. You know that society deems it wrong, yes. even if you are incapable right, you're of rationalizing feeling. rationalizing or well, yeah, whatever. I have such a, a need to be liked, liked at times. Like I've, <laughs> I've, uh, I've, I've thought about what serial killers must think about somebody like you and I and anyone who cares and how they probably like, you know what I mean? Like look at these soft little They're lily disgusted. pads. Yeah, like caring about things. Like if they saw me, they would laugh really Weak. hard as they saw me. Like, and I get flies out of the pool sometimes. It's as they're skinning you, they're laughing. Yeah, they would laugh. Like, look at this. What this this really soft little snowflake? What a sad, mm. pathetic little human being you are. I, I worry that like they they think that I'm soft. <laughs> <laughs> that's a real thought that's coming to my head. Pathetic. <laughs> I ran out of time to research one of mine, but I know you like the movie so much. I wouldn't be shocked if it's on your list. At the very least, you can uh, jump on and help me. All right, cool. Like you did not for a polite society. I, I, I got nothing for you. Mm. I, I can't you should sit down and watch polite society with the really? wife. I, I bet she'd like it. Yeah. Okay. Is Christy Pakistani? Uh, no, she's uh, Indian. How dare no, you? she's not Pakistani nor Indian. She's maybe the whitest woman I've ever met. <laughs> That's not true. She's very white. She's very white. Okay. Number five for one of us. Yeah, I'll go first because my uh, my number one's not going to stop anyone in the tracks. Albert DeSalvo, The Boston Strangler, Brian. 1968's The Boston Strangler. Mm. This is my conventional true to life um, based on a real guy. Uh, hold on. Shh, I, I don't think any of mine are based on real people or at least not. They're inspired by, I'm sure, but not like, uh, oh, this is someone in the news. This is a movie that came out in 1968. It's been remade at least once, if not twice. Richard Fleischer uh, directed it. And Tony Curtis, Henry Fonda, and George Kennedy are the leads. Tony Curtis plays against type. Uh, he was a pretty boy at the time. And uh, he took this fairly ghastly role, especially for the year 1968, where he played this true-to-life uh, strangler that uh, roamed freely uh, wow. in the Boston area uh, and, and murdered and raped many, many women. This was early 1900s was the time period? This Wait, was I'm sorry, in that order he murdered and raped them? No, it was, he wasn't that. They weren't making movies about quite that depraved at that time, even if it, they would have switched the order, I sure. think, just for the audiences. But no, this was uh, the story. The movie is um, contemporary, and I think okay, so it is his killings were actually like early 60s. Oh, really? The Boston I thought, Strangler. I, 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 was that I thought it was like turn of the century, too. Yeah. No, there was like pic pictures of huh? the actual guy, uh, Al yeah, Albert someone else. DeSalvo. But uh, they got into his mind a little bit, and uh, you know he was uh, he was an every guy, like, just a normal seeming guy. And uh, what was really interesting about this movie too was it was the first time that they had ever really used a bunch of split screens, and they had like multiple cameras oh. going uh, simultaneously, which it was really effective too. I saw it just I think late last year, earlier this year, uh, for the first time, and like you'd see like one of the crime scenes, which was done taste tastefully, uh, you know, they didn't get in all the gore. It was a different era and they didn't have to show nearly as much, but they would show like, you know, like a broomstick 
and a woman laying on the ground and you didn't see, you just saw the bottom half of her yeah. legs were akimbo. She was lifeless. And you could see that there was a broomstick within the vicinity, which gave audiences enough of an idea to know what had happened. And so we're all with that and on the same screen, but it's a different shot. So it's two simultaneous shots going on. So there's a ton of that in this movie. Uh, we see like a couple housekeepers who are, you know, in the kitchen unloading the groceries they just came home with. And you know that they're about to go in and discover this. And we get to see them slowly go to the door and, you know, knocking and asking for, you know, the woman who lived there, we're, we're here, we got the groceries. And then they open the door and we see their, their, their faces in real time. It was very interesting uh, the way that it was directed and shot by Fleischer. Right. And it was really interesting watching Tony Curtis play against type right to the end where uh, he's being examined by a professional and, you know, trying to, uh, explain why he's doing what he's been doing. And it's, it's a character that will forever stick in my oh. head. Uh, Albert DeSalvo to, uh, played by Tony Curtis. Streaming on Hulu. Oh, is it? Watch that. Sweet. Yeah. As well as available to rent across many platforms. Are you done? Yeah. It was a manhunt of a movie and it was a good movie. I recommend that Boston Strangler, the original. I think a new one just came out this year. Yeah, it just did. I have not seen it. I don't, I don't think I, I need to, either. but Brian's probably going to watch it and report yeah, back Yeah, yeah, totally. Mr. Remake Guy. Number five for me, nothing similar to yours. In fact, this is, uh, it's absurd. Mm -hmm. But I have a soft spot in my heart for Angela Baker, played by Felissa Rose in Sleepaway Camp. What? Aunt Angela. I mean, Sarah Keller. Careful, Brian. Well, I'm not going to say anything beyond... Uh, it's actually more, she's actually more of a revenge killer mm -hmm. than a serial killer, although there's a subgenre, I suppose. She's um, got a taste for killing, for sure. Yeah, she's not killing randomly. She's killing with a purpose, uh, with those who have wronged her, uh, both uh, in the past mm -hmm. and uh, contemporaneously. Uh, but <laughs> this would be a good watch along, I think. Oh, I love this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, is this streaming? Yeah, I'd love to watch along. I think I, I think I did this research and came up with no uh, oh, recently. Oh, no. Well, you know what? This is a movie that could come around seasonally, like for Halloween. So keep an eye on it. No, usually they charge around Halloween because I know no. people are hungry for them. Yeah. That's oh, not yeah. true. That's the way it works. That's the way it works. That's the, Brian, ask me how things work. I'll tell you. How do they work? Just like I said. <laughs> charge, charge you at Halloween time. <laughs> if spirit shops are popping up around your uh, neighborhood, uh, horror films will be charged. Fuck. That's the way it works. That's the rule of thumb. That's the you. rule of thumb, yeah. God damn it. I mean, Brian, that's a lot of blasphemy all Sorry. in one sentence. All of a sudden, just watch this. I just stop working. Fuck you. He's killing this podcast. <sighs> if only we had a producer who could look it up for you. Avery, we're asleep by camp streaming. It's not going to work for you, though. I don't know God, why it would work for you. I'm glad you asked. I was waiting. <laughs> I want, he wants to contribute so bad to this episode. Mm. Angela leaves quite a body. You can camp. see it on Freebie. Sweet. That's so watch now for you with ads. With ads, uh, it doesn't work for us. I can't keep, do that. Keep an eye out. I mean, that was I accomplished my task. If we all had the exact same ads, it would actually work really well. I True. Think, because if we had, I, we might have the same length ads, but it's True. too much of a risk, right? Yeah. What if yours is 110 seconds, mine is 90? I understand how, it off. how time so works. Here's what happens. <laughs> Make it your ass is sued by Cheerios for having that on the stream. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. They, they no, we don't actually have it on the screen. They would the appreciate that. Oh, there you go. Uh, sure, it's just the watch along. Okay. Um, number four for me, Brian. This is a movie that has not come up in a while, but I absolutely love this movie. Uh, I saw it in theaters in 1992. Uh, you know me and my mockumentaries. Don't like them. 
not a fan of the mockumentary. It's rare that I see a mockumentary that's not called Bob Roberts that I can sign off on. Mm. There's a way, though. There's another loophole. Who is there? If it's called Man Bites Dog, I'm in. 1992's Man Bites Dog. Ben from Man Bites Dog is my number four. Uh, he is being followed by a documentary crew. This is a black and white film. I think it did pretty well at the cons when it, when it was released uh, initially. Uh, critics Ugh, loved it. Read this fucking movie. But then it was like banned in Sweden, and uh, you know it was pretty hardcore for its time. Nineteen ninety two. It's a it's a mockumentary, black and white, uh, shot on film. It won the International Critics Prize at the Cannes Film Festival. It was kind of like something you'd never seen before. So this this this. Film crew is following around this serial killer, and uh, they they find him fascinating, and that's the whole joke. And they're 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 watching him do his bidding, and he's explaining. He's he's very affable to the film crew because he he's a narcissist, and he wants them to you know he's, he's taking pride in his work, and he's enjoying the fact does. that someone's documenting sure. his his daily killings, and he's explaining you know uh, how, how you kill the, this person, how you get rid of the body, and you know he's taking his time with it. And then the film crew slowly but surely starts to like help him with some of his stuff. So that's kind of an interesting uh, angle. Uh, it's very darkly funny. It's my tie, sense of humor. There's a, there's a scene where he's, he's snuffing out an old lady and he yells at her, have you ever been snuffed out before? <laughs> <laughs> Streaming on Un- HBO Max. Unlikely. Uh, he's just, I think he's casually talking. He's like, once I buried two Arabs on a wall right over there. Pakistani. Face, facing Mecca, of course, is what he says. And... Uh, <laughs> He likes to say one of his lines is usually I start the month off with a postman. <laughs> but then it gets it gets interesting. He's very casual. He's very casual. And then it gets interesting when another serial killer comes onto the scene and uh, starts taking pop shots at him and uh, the director I think takes over. I mean the, the boom guy does. It's a it's a it's a fun movie if you have the stomach for uh, some pretty intense violence. And I've I've talked about it on the show before, but he's talking about uh, it's, yeah, it's dark. It's dark. It gets pretty dark. He, he talks about how little people are hard to sink because their bones are thicker, I believe. And children are much easier. That kind of that kind of humor you have to be on board for. But it's fun. right there. Was not the like. Man Bites Dog. It's an interesting, fun movie. And I remember enjoying it quite a bit in the theaters. And then I think I rented it and made a girlfriend who wasn't my girlfriend anymore. The next day, I'll watch it with me. It tracks. Something, something, like something along those lines. Yeah. yeah. You ever been snuffed out before? <laughs> I might be in a similar boat after polite society. No, no. she's going to love it. You're going to be a hero in your house. She's going to love polite society. She'll appreciate the effort. The you intent. might love it. You might love it through her eyes. Sounds like the tagline. <laughs> it totally does. Love it, loving through her eyes. Man Bites Dog, the original French title translates to it happened near your house. It happened near your house. Yes, that's what do you right. Like, what do you like better? Man Bites Dog, I think. Yeah, Just, great title. It happened by your house. is a little bit too wordy and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not as grabby. There is that, that, yeah, not as great as the original French. There is that uh, game show, I think, called Man Bites Dog. Or it came out. It was running a few. And every time I'd hear it like being advertised on GSN, I'd be like, if they only knew this very dark comedy. Man Bites Dog. Okay. Check it out if you, uh, if you have the if you right. similar. This is not nearly as dark as my number three, which we'll get to after your number three. Bro, bro. Number four for me. Ooh. And uh, this is the one that I didn't get to do a ton of research on. So either help me out or say, hey, bye-bye. this uh, appears later on my list. Let's save that. Because I know you enjoy the titular Clove Hitch Killer. Clove Hitch! Clove Hitch. Monkey stuff. Don Burnside, played by Dylan McDermott. Uh, he is a loving father. Mm-hmm. He's a scout leader. He is. He's a, he's a model citizen. He, he totally Except is. for one 
There's a problem. One problem. He enjoys uh, murdering. Oh strangers. my god! I just thought of one. Oh, I hate when this happens. Maybe it's on my list. I spent so much time procuring my list, and I just thought of one that would probably be on it. Might have knocked off Boss's Strangler. I would uh, write it down. It's your favorite actor. Michael B. No, your second favorite actor. And you don't like it because it's too dark for you. It involves animals and voices. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Yes. Son of a bitch. I forgot about that one too. What the? All right. Also reds. You know what? Fuck Angela. (laughs) (laughs) No, Clovich Killer. uh, Very good. It's on my also reds. It's just a little too recent. And honestly, I didn't want to give anything away because I can't remember when the reveal happens. But I think that's too recent. But the one you just remember is not. Yeah, it's definitely younger than this. I mean, older than this. I don't know about that. Oh, totally. <laughs> I, I will voice my proper opinion. I will voice it, Brian. All right. Oh, yeah, it's it's uh, four years younger. Fine. The voices. We'll just say it. The voices. The voices probably should be on our list. Yeah, that's a real Son of a, that's bitch. a solid choice. I wish I'd, goddamn, might have pushed Angela off the list. Oh, how do we both miss this one? Jerry and the voices played by Ryan Reynolds. So, so good. good. So good. But you didn't like it. You were like put off no, by I it. No, I did like it. It's, it's upsetting and it's revolting, but it's good. I watched that in the Madonna Inn in the tack room. And I'll never, every time what I'm at the, the Madonna Inn, room? it's like uh, some, you know, it looks like a tack room, like where you, where you like do the horse hooving and stuff. It's all like red leather and it's pretty oh, good. Yeah. I don't know what tack room And I'll is. never forget watching that. And every time I'm at the Madonna Inn, I walk by uh, the tack room. I'm like, oh, the voices. Fond memories. All right. <laughs> I got to look up a tack room. What's your uh, number three? Uh, we're ripping through this. We need to slow it down. We got lots to talk about. We, we went way over on the first one. We so. did. I know. We really did. I don't know why I said that way. All right, number three for me. Uh, this involves uh, a man, Brian. <clears throat> oh, tack room. See the tack room? Nice. Yeah. A lot of red? Or is that just Madonna Ann's uh, interpretation? This, these are very rustic. Okay. Wood, wood panels. Yeah, a lot of wood paneling. And the tack room at the Madonna Inn. All right, uh, this man, we, we learn that he's not a savory fella when he's trying to force a boyfriend who may, most likely a pedophile, uh, the, the mom's boyfriend, who uh, this new fella, John, figures out, uh, learns that he was taking pictures of the, the children in their underwear. So oh, fun. he tries to get him to flee the neighborhood by uh, taunting him, mainly by taking uh, parts and, uh, of kangaroos and their blood and, and just sloshing it all over his outdoor furniture and his... And his walls. Sounds familiar. This is Snowtown, also known as the Snowtown Snowtown Murders. And this is John Bunting uh, in Snowtown, or the Snowtown Murders in 2011. John Bunting is based on a a true life, unconventional true life murderer, true life serial killer. Mm. Because what this guy did, and he almost, he could almost be like, I can make an argument to have him be my number one. Have you ever seen the Snowtown Murders? No. It's gritty and grisly. It's upsetting. Very, very upsetting. (laughs) Um, what, what not good for a watch long? It's by the same guy that directed Knit Ram, which has a similar tone, which is Martin backwards, which That's is right. very hard to watch with Caleb Landry Jones. Um, so John Bunting he comes into this this woman's house and she lives in an impossibly like a, a rundown, blighted, poor area in in Australia, and I think it was Ebert or somebody, some very funny critic said that uh, their favorite pa- it seems like this family's favorite pastime is staring endlessly at walls something along those lines because that's what they do yeah, like, it was they, me they're just kind of sitting no it was not you look at brian Could have been. 
there are directors out there that like say, hey, no one wants to take credit for this, uh, this screenplay. I'll put my name on it. That's you. Really? You would do that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so he comes, he comes into this woman's life. Um, she meets, his, it's convoluted, and he has a cross-dressing f- uh, fr- uh, friend, a g- close friend of his, but uh, he, he hates the gays. He's very homophobic, this John guy. And he comes into her house and he, he's kind of like the man of the house. So like suddenly he just he puts himself because she's so weak and her, her children are so fucked up and bad. Uh, he, he targets a 16 year old, her 16 year old son who is being raped by his brother. It's oh. really, really dark stuff. And it's all based on this actual uh, event that occurred down under. And uh, the most evil part and why I could make a case for him being my, uh, my number one is he slowly but surely kind of... Um, grooms like his his henchmen to come help him do his bidding which mainly is targeted at pedophiles but then there's overlap and he's just yeah. targeting anyone who's gay he's just assuming it's a pedophile and it's it's hard to watch and it but it's really really strong filmmaking and great performances and he just looked like a like a shark almost like with his eyes just dead like I believed that he was that guy. Like, yeah, I'm looking at my notes. It feels like from, dangerous. It's a like, dangerous movie. I flicked fasted back in 2021, almost two years ago to the day. Uh, and uh, yes, um, Principal Dillon, I wrote down. Principal Dillon. Yeah, I think that's kind of what he, I think he had a need for violence. And I think that he picked, you know, if it wasn't pedophiles, which overlapped Someone in, uh, would to gays. Yeah, he would have found something. Uh, directed by Justin Kurzel and uh, the guy that I'm talking about, John uh, Bunting, the, the character, it was played by Daniel Henschel. And Daniel Henschel uh, was fucking amazing. He's also an Oakja and clickbait. And, uh, I, I also Jacob. wrote down Kangaroo Dismemberment. And the image on IMDb is not indicative of what goes on in this film. It is, though. Because it's him in the background of a 16-year-old kid looking like he's possessed. Okay. Maybe it was a different image of the time. No, it's always been that. I also wrote down Bizarro version of the castle. <laughs> Just because they're both Australian right. families? Who live in remote locations. <laughs> but they both live in blighted areas. If you remember the castle, like was yeah. right at the end of the runway, That's and right. he loved it. He's like, it's great. He's, we can see the plane so close. He's dreaming. He's oh, dreaming. Keep I, him t- I heard uh, the fucking dad on Bluey say he's dreaming. Oh, yeah? He's dreaming. I wonder if that was a nod to the castle. Either that or it's a common phrase. I like to think it's a nod to the castle. Shout out to Mark Crimmins who brought us or forced uh, his will on us to make us watch the Crimmins. I mean, the Crimmins. The, the <laughs> castle. Crimmins. The, was the that castle. officially uh, an assignment back then? No, I don't think maybe. I don't think so, though. Jim Jeffries is the first one who like really got me to know about it and he would talk my ear about it Good every movie. time he'd come into the into love line he wanted to have you seen it yet i'm like no i've not it's no snow town but it's a good movie the castle the castle's fucking great you know what not bad they are both very dissimilar <laughs> <laughs> yeah one's whimsical and light the other is very hard to watch one makes you love being a human being the other one's like oh god when is this over what have we done when is my life over so i cannot be this guy anymore number three I don't, I don't want to, you know, those movies where you're just like, I can't believe that that's the same species as me. Do you think we have any crossover? You know what I mean? Uh, no, not if you have the big fat, ju- you don't have fat juicy ones. Do on. you have any, uh, 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 documentaries? No, I have okay. the mockumentary, which I already, already covered. I have no, I, I have none. Call it uh, number three you. is a movie you don't like nearly as much as me, even though it's high on the, uh, I'm actually going to trademark on scale. Yeah, the BB Fun Scale. Yeah, yeah. A serial killer movie that's high on the fun really scale. Really fun. Serial I, Mom tried to be that, I think but it I, wasn't. I assigned this to you, and you, you, 
You resisted, I think, because you knew that I liked it. But goddamn, did I enjoy Freaky. The uh, Blissfield Brian, Butcher, uh, played by Vince Vaughn and Catherine remake. Newton. What? That was not a remake. It's a remake it's of ins- Freaky Friday. No, it is not. With a horror twist. It is inspired by like the premise, but it, it, it's a body switch comedy. It's, but uh, it goes in a very different direction. It's not a remake. It's cute. It's very cute. It's Brian. fun. It's very Brian. It's very, yeah, yeah, it's it is. very your speed. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, the the uh, Blissfield Butcher kills anyone and everyone who gets in his way. Uh, he kills on a whim, sort of uh, indiscriminately. Although he begins to, once he switches body with the high school, uh, the high school uh, debutante. And it's Vince Vaughn parading around as a uh, teenage girl. That's great. Yeah, because like, so she's enjoyable. possessing him, essentially. And uh, then she's Vince Vaughn. That's 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 the setup. But that seems that's hilarious. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Well, where's freaky streaming? I have to watch this for Halloween. It'll cost you money. <laughs> watch free on uh, Amazon Prime until October first. Ah, 1st. freaky. Christy, good news. Freebie. Watch it, freaky. Has she seen it? She was. Well, she she wouldn't like that, right? Too bloody. I think she'd appreciate the humor. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I know my wife. She has basic humor too. <laughs> Hey, I kind of walked into that one. You did. At, Atti, Atticus, my son, brought home a, uh, a little Optimus Prime today. Oh, yeah? God, did he make me proud. I guess a yard duty gave it to him. Okay. It's like a tiny little dude, right? Did he throw it away? And I said, hey, who is this? He's like, I, I don't know. I'm like, oh, that's, my that's my boy. That's my boy. No, he watched. About. He watched it with me. If I you remember the watch along when you were not available because you went and got sick and almost died on us. That's right. And Atticus and I, I watched, the, uh, watched the Transformers, <laughs> the movie, 1986. So good. Didn't stick with him. I Wait, guess. have we done a watch along with that? Yeah, I. Do you hear anything I just said? You when you were off in the hospital, almost dying. Oh, you I watched had to that keep, as a watch along. Yeah, I had to keep. Oh. You were shirking your duties. The show must go on. So Atticus and I sat How down. How did I miss that? And you're I pretending almost, to I die. Almost, I almost died. No I'm, one knows that I had cancer. No one knows for sure. That's right. This is going to be a fast one. The, 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 the fast shots of success. It's kind of like prove, prove that love exists. It's one of those things. Yeah. Talk your way out of a mental institution. I have faith that your, uh, your cancer exists. I'm dying. <laughs> I have faith. <laughs> I believe you. I'm not, not like I'm, I'm hoping. It's not like oh, I, got, yeah. I got faith, but I, I do believe. Well, we got time. Did you want to mention the, the good news? I don't think you've mentioned it uh, at all. I, t- I texted you, so I thought that we had talked about it. About oh, how- yeah, when we talk about things off. I think the listeners might want to know. Uh, they for sure would want to know. Sure. I, 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 I went out lead with this uh, two weeks ago. I'm confused. Well, I found out before this all started. Yeah, I, I was talking before the show. Uh, oh, I'm you like, found out today? Before we got into the clam well, talk. <laughs> Avery shows up. We're making small talk. I'm like, yeah, my pills just got here. He's like, oh, you're starting new pills? I'm like, yeah, you know, for the fucking whatever, the biopsy. He's like, oh, how'd that go? I'm like, oh, shit, I haven't told you yet. Um, so you all know I got the brain biopsy and we're looking for, we being me and Christy and the doctors, uh, looking for a specific mutation of the brain tumor that would make me eligible for a new drug that's being approved by the FDA any minute now. Uh, it's on the fast track. It's shown breakthrough technology, uh, efficacy, as you could say. And um, long story short, it's already a long story, but the, uh, the the results finally came in. I got a text at 10 o'clock at night from my uh, doctor. Don't too late for a cancer patient. Saying, uh, good news, you have the uh, you have the, uh, the mutation mm-hmm. that'll make you eligible for this uh, medication because the medication works on my specific tumor. That's awesome. With people who have my specific a specific mutation, one of two, is a long story. But if you have one of two mutations, 
this medication will work and it'll work well. Like it is the biggest breakthrough in brain tumors in well over a decade. And people are super excited about it. I'm super excited about it, but waiting on pins and needles for weeks for these results. And they finally came through and uh, revealed that it does in fact have one of the two correct mutations. And so uh, before this medication gets approved by the FDA and uh, gets uh, commercially available, my doctor is putting me on a very similar medication that will be a bridge to that ultimate goal of getting on the new meds. Uh, but those arrive today, and I'll sort those tomorrow morning. How, how long do you have to wait? Do you know? No, don't know. He, he, so in his words, In his words, he said it could be December, it could be March. But the trials have shown the trials really, are really over. positive. The trials are, were so successful, and this is, this is something that happens when there is a dramatic difference between the placebo group and the uh, medication group. Right. The medication group was doing so incredible, and the placebo group obviously wasn't doing anything. They gave it to the placebo? They unblinded them. Yeah. And they were like, you have the option to go over to well, the Why don't they group. give you that option? Who's saying no well, to I that? I wasn't. The I know, but why don't they let you like make that call yourself You would think. Right you would think. You also, know what they're who, waiting on? Who in the placebo group's like, yeah, I'm good. Are you thinking? It's oh, really helping out these other people. Like do you who, do you want yeah, to take the meds? Why even like, <laughs> no, no. I'm they good. have to like let no, them. That's, that's funny, because the, uh, the, the scientists were like, Everyone in the placebo group say yes to yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, how many do you not have any idea how many people would be in a group like that? Yeah, three uh, in the total study. Yeah, yeah, three hundred and something. So it was one fifty on each side. One, it was like one eighty on each side. Okay, so that'd the be three sixty. Yeah, uh, they're probably waiting on like the ads, right? Like they were like, we can't That's roll this out until that. the ad is done yeah. and the editor's taking yes. forever. Oh, completely. Meanwhile, there's people, real people dying. That's funny yeah. you mention that because I, uh, all I know is the clinical name and I'm like researching it and looking it up and reading about it. And it's all about the trial and Placenta. But it's a very difficult name to remember. Uh, and I'm like, oh, they're going to name it something catchy and clever so they can market it, obviously. Tumor so, be gone. Yes. <laughs> no more tumor. No more tumor. Yeah. Is part of you hoping it's named after you? That'd be fucking rad. I think that's a really slight chance because I got nothing to the do with it. The bish bomb. That's right. <laughs> Take the bish bomb. The old bomb. Bish bomb. <laughs> just pictures of Brian stumbling around in like wheat fields. <laughs> do you have Smiling. a brain, brain stem tumor? Include, that's the exciting thing is that the side only, effect, that's what he was talking about was the side effects was like long, uh, persistent boners and he's really yeah. excited about Love that. of yeah. Transformers. Oh, that's an ancillary benefit. Um, in, addition, really in addition to the great efficacy that it shows in trials, um, the side effect profile is really, really low. Uh, so people tolerate it well. It, it's a, I'm going to stop short, of course, of calling it a, a miracle, miracle but it's, it is borderline revolutionary. If you, I, I said this on the Los Angeles Magazine podcast, no but I, I encourage everyone listening, <laughs> if you know someone in the oncology space, a doctor, a, a provider, a, a, someone who works for a, a pharmaceutical, ask them about this. The drug is called voracitinib. Um, I'm sure they'll come up with a clever name between now and then, but it is, it is, it's, it's a big deal. That sounds like a, a big deal. Yeah. Now, what are the side effects? Because I, I, I hear Drew in my head all yeah. the time, who is such like a half glass empty because he's no a doctor. Free, no, like, free, no free, no lunches. free lunches. Yeah, I'm hearing that echoing in my head right now. Like, what are the side well, effects? Well, the no free lunches makes number you want to smoke. It, it doesn't rid you of your tumor. It freezes your tumor. It stops it from growing. Uh, it'll it'll put a pause on everything you got going on. And the the idea is that you'll take this once daily pill forever. As long as and does it reverse anything? Uh, 
No, they, they haven't seen very much like, you know, shrinkage reduction or whatever, but mm -hmm. getting a tumor to stop growing yeah. is a huge, as you know, a right. huge victory. The side effect, the main side effect is it, it, it will cause your liver numbers to right. rise, you know, the ALT, the whatever, the AST, um, but that is reversible if okay. you, if you uh, Watch go that. off the medication or if you take, you know, ursodiol or whatever. So, um, so you can't it, get shit faced anymore. It is. Or, or get shit faced easier. Oh, yeah. 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 less so, swirling uh, needed. The, yeah, the, the, there he can are, just have like a sixty-five dollar glass of wine, and, and that's all he needs. Yeah, just like a just like it's just like a sixty-five dollar glass of wine. So, the, the the there are cancer medications that work or treatments or whatever. The problem is they are so fucking toxic. You saw it with me yeah. like a couple of years ago. Like the shit that I took worked, but it would really wreaked havoc on, on me. It kills everything in your yeah, body. Yeah, exactly. That's what chemotherapy does. It targets rapidly dividing cells, which of course are cancer cells, but it's also hair, yeah. fingernails, and you know, shit like that. So um, you know, there's no way to avoid the damage until now. And it's, it's, uh, it's, great. It's, it's, a big, it's a big deal. Yeah, we talked about it, I think two weeks ago before the show because you had texted me about it, but I didn't hear all these details, so I don't know if you had yeah, more stuff. No, because I, I can't believe we didn't I talk about the show. Today. It was the night of the show, so we did the show. Then I got the text. Then I left the next day for the Bay Area. I flew up for overnight. There's just a lot going on, so I'm sorry I haven't explained. No, it's all great, and I'm glad that you're doing it on the show because I don't have to hear it twice. Yeah, now. yeah, that's good. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. I know. And he said he's going to start. I got really bored there for a minute. <laughs> he's going to start getting swole. Are you? Because they'll start being able to do PT. I was going to say, well, I was telling Avery. Oh, that, yeah? So yeah. That, that'll be reversible. Like, like if you can actually get to a place where you can do PT, you will be able to reverse some of your symptoms. Yes, and I was telling Avery that, like, it's been so frustrating over the years to be able to make some gains with physical therapy, but then to be knocked back down by treatment. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm going through this now, and everything I worked so hard for the last couple of years is going away. And now it's like, oh, I'm going to have ostensibly... A wide open road to you know to, to hopefully Six get pack. some gains back yeah at the very least get a little stronger I fuck around with you a lot and I you know I, I say a lot of flippant things I and, you know we, we have a complicated relationship but you know I, I love you but I want to say that it's just it really is remarkable that you continue to get up and back on your feet because I mean and just hearing that how frustrated it must be to make gains and then like you're not allowed to, so many people would just be like you know what they're telling me I can't even continue physical therapy so what the, what's the point mm -hmm. I'm just going to lay down on the couch and watch TV and you know let God take it from here and you've never ever had that attitude so thanks man hats off that. Yeah, a lot of people I, would that, a lot that, of people have yeah thank you very much that's uh, one of the um things I'm going to talk about in this keynote speech that I'm doing, you know, people, it's annoying when people tell you as a cancer patient, just be positive. Just be a peep. So what your attitude, just be positive. And it's what they mean. Well, but what they mean is be resilient. Yeah. Like, you know, you're going to get knocked down. It's going to suck. You're going to have bad days. You're going to have bad test results. You're going to have bad news. It's all about how you put those pieces back together. And it's the Chumbawamba about. song that you listen to every morning. That's right. right. That's really down, what, but I get up again. That's, he told me that in confidence that that was the kind of uh, in, in context. That, I know I'm not upset that you revealed that, but <laughs> next time, <laughs> next time, please uh, ask. All right, <laughs> where are we in the show? We're going to break. Let's go. Okay, we're going to take a break. Here. I didn't Brian doesn't know why because it was two more. Did you not do your number three? I I did. Snowtown. Yes, yeah, Snowtown. Uh, Snow you did your number three. That was Blissfield. There you Blissfield go. Blissfield Butcher from uh, Freaky. 
Yeah, so we're going yeah, to break. So he, he doesn't really have a three in my eyes. <laughs> I have two at number three because it's played by two characters. Coming up next, interesting little purchases through our Amazon link, which, by the way, thank you guys for supporting while Amazon increases their payouts for a month. Uh, I noticed, and it shows, and it helps. And then after that, we'll come back with our uh, conclusion to our lists next. I'm trying. Yes, thank you guys for making your purchases. Uh, some of them paid out more than they normally would, which doesn't make a huge difference individually, but in the aggregate, big deal. In the aggregate? It was a good week. Uh, thanks to whoever made the big purchase of the week, an Asus Tough Gaming GeForce uh, OC Edition graphics card. Sick. The card alone was... So sick. Yeah, sick. The card alone was 1200 plus bucks, so thank you. For choosing us. Getting ready for Starfield. For your bro? shopping needs, huh, perhaps. Raid Redemption. I didn't know your Red, brother Red was Redemption. so into Red a video game. Red Redemption. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. He, he actually worked for a video game. He, they, early on, he was just checking for bugs for like, like eight hours a day. He would just be like testing games. Running into bugs. walls and yeah. shit. Yeah. 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 But no, yeah, he was heavy, heavy into, yeah. into video games. Still is. Huh. I mean, that's that's what he, he lives his life through a screen. Huh. Did not realize. All the things purchased on that Amazon banner include perhaps the same person got a Intel Core gaming desktop processor. Either way, thanks for I forgot that. Beats Fit Pro true wireless noise canceling earbuds were purchased. Uh, oh, our favorite. 25,000 this time shipping address labels were purchased. And uh, that's awesome. It's so satisfying knowing what that is now. Knowing what that is. NZXT, uh, Kraken 360 CPU liquid cooler. It seems as though someone's building a gaming computer. If that's you, thank you for uh, thinking of us. Gaming Pro, oh, excuse me, Samsung Pro Series, two terabyte internal SSD. Shop back. I feel like I want, I feel like that's my next, that's my next like gadget. I want a shop vac like this person got a five gallon wet dry vacuum, five Propel Power Packets, four flavor variety pack were picked up. Uh, Jane, Janeway's, oh, this is a textbook. Janeway's Immunobiology. Oh, God, maybe you'll be curing cancer someday soon. Godspeed to you. Google Wi-Fi system was purchased. Someone got themselves good nights, nighttime, bed. Well, probably not for themselves, more likely for their uh, young daughter or niece or whatever. Good nights, nighttime, bedwetting underwear. Hey, maybe you like to party. That's right. You gotta, or, or, or gamble. You want to get it for a gamble. Lego Star Wars Emperor's Throne Room Diary. Diorama, Apple Pencil, second generation, Osprey Duro running hydration vest, two, Noctua premium quiet fans, Opalescence Go, Petrified, Petrified, oh, pre-filled, it's tough word to say, pre-filled teeth whitening trays, pure encapsulations, O-N-E, one multivitamin, two, Waboba, Wabubba water glove and water bouncing ball set. That's like a mitt and a ball. Oh. Yeah, play with in the pool. Active weight, foldable weight bench, orbit beehive, huh? smart faucet timer, Murphy's Naturals, mosquito repellent candle, any one of those, sleep lux air mattress, ancient foods, extra virgin olive oil, ring chime pro, and finally, someone got themselves a canine sports sack dog hair. Not bad. 
<laughs> Medication's already working before you take it. I know. Here are the members of the Click Through. This is the last time I talked at you. 1971's play Misty for Me. We covered that on this here show. We covered this here on Play Misty for Me on this here program. It's, uh, it's uh, Clint Eastwood and uh, Lucille <laughs> from Rest of Development. Lucille. Excuse <coughs> me. Uh, Tiptoes. Tippy Toes. Tiptoes was clicked through. The Matthew Bright movie. I just brought up Matthew Bright last week. Uh, Tiptoes was a movie that was stolen from him and uh, re-edited, and he did not get to make <laughs> yes. the movie that, that, that he wanted to make. Like but uh, David Alan Greer and, uh, and Gary Oldman. Yes. As a little person. As a, like Gary Oldman plays a little person. The Vanishing was clicked through. Front of the years of The Vanishing. Sproolu, sproolu, sprint. Uh, the Florida Project was clicked through, uh, as well as Blue Jean. No Hard Feelings. Still not seen. Uh, Past Lives. Deadshot was clicked through, as well as The Worst Ones. Predator 4 Movie Collection. Sisu was clicked through. Hey, look Sisu. at that. Sisu. Did I talk about Sisu and how we were wrong about the uh, about the uh, the breathing air? All I remember, uh, I think yes, so, yes. We, we did cover that. All okay. I remember is that I went to Zealandia. The King of Staten Island, a movie I totally forgot about, and it was fairly recent, but there's some really good things in that King of Staten Island, especially that mustache that Mr. Billy Burr is wearing. Yeah, I enjoyed that movie. And finally, American Psycho. Let's click through American oh, Psycho. Speaking of serotonin. He likes Huey Lewis. Save. Save for, uh, no, save for somebody. Hey. I had something to say. What was I going to say? What were you going to say? Cry for Freedom. That's another one that uh, needs to be discussed and watched. It's not going to be streaming anytime soon, so I, I thought it was going to be uh, streaming, but I'm, I'm very curious as to see how we react to that movie. Mm-hmm. I've taken quite a bit of shit from people. Cry uh, for Freedom? Is that Wait, what's Sound of Freedom? Sound of Freedom, sorry. Okay. <laughs> sound of Freedom, God damn it. It's a movie that's so yes. off the beaten path. That'll be uh, streaming in a week. It's not, though. I, I, I read differently. I, I read that it's not oh, going to be. I saw September 8th. Okay, well, that's on oh. the to-do list. I will not get through this year without seeing that movie because it has made so much noise. And uh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to actually discussing that one, whether it's good or yeah, bad. Me too. I, th- I, well, I want to find out now what uh, the fuck. All right. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's going to be playing for a while. I've got to figure it out. Maybe we'll go on a date and go see it. Bye-bye. All right. That'd be nice. Back to the program. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off, an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face Off launches... April 9th. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
Hey Matt, did you know that wombats poop cubes? Nope, never heard that before. Did you know the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland, Ken? I didn't know, nor do I care. Neil, did you know that Liechtenstein is the only doubly landlocked country in Europe? Jeff, isn't that an American pop artist? Well, actually, it's both. If you want to learn things like that and more, join us each week on Triviality, a pub trivia-style game show podcast where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Listen in each week to answer general knowledge trivia alongside exciting guests from around the world. And we're here, too. Join us every Tuesday for new hour-long episodes of Triviality, plus tons of extra theme content on everything from The Office and Lord of the Rings to science and geography. And sometimes we even do sports. Find us on all your preferred podcast apps and take part in the fun of playing bar trivia without the need to wear pants. Real mature, Jeff. Forget it, Neil. It's Triviality. Hey, we're back. Sorry, now I'm looking up Sound of Freedom. It's a good time to do it. I got no, I got no. Cry for Freedom is what I called it, which was wrong. Okay, that I can't find. All right. Hey, let's talk about some movies. Serial killing movies, to be exact. Let's do it. Where am I at? You're going first, number two. Number two for me uh, is very simple and it's very basic. Uh, I'm not going with Hannibal, but I'm going with James Gum instead. Oh, James yeah. Gum. Buffalo Bill. Hannibal, is Hannibal a serial? I guess he is a serial killer. Yeah, he was a serial killer. Yeah, with, but James uh, Gunn is he, the... He had morals. The, the, the villain of the film. Yeah, it's, uh, if anything, Hannibal is almost like uh, one of the protagonists in this movie. He's, he's helping. He's mm. complying and, and helping the uh, the investigation yes. out he's slowly but surely. He's, he's the... Uh, what? He's an anti-hero. He's an anti-hero. Yes, you can call him that. In Silence of the Lambs, anyways, in that version of it, there are many Did he many touch versions. you, Louise? Did he make you perform fellatio? Oh, he did that <laughs> one a few times. <laughs> Migs. Migs <laughs> always uh, haunts me. Speaking of... Uh, Migs. Uh, uh, who was who was in... Um, God damn it. Speaking of... Wait, wait for it. William Peterson. Corollis have a hot take that Brian Cox was the better Hannibal Lecter. Now, Brian Cox is awesome. I don't know about the better Hannibal Lecter. Nah, I mean, like the, one of the iconic film roles in in uh, yeah. Hopkins. Yeah, I think that's kind that's of like, akin to so, like it's like someone who would say Affleck is better than Damon. Fool. I mean, he'd also say that Godfather Three was the best of the trilogy. <laughs> Didn't Corolla say that? No, I don't. Pretty sure he did. He never saw. I don't think he ever saw Godfather Two. Huh? You that's weird. Point of contention. Point of contention. Mm. All right, so yeah, Jamie, uh, Jame Gum, uh, Jame, Jame Gum, very strange name. It's Jame. It really is Jame. He lost the S. Jame. The S slithered out. Jame Gum. But I play as Buffalo Bill by Ted Levine. G-U-M-B. By Ted Levine. I hate all of that. Ted Levine has gone on to do much. Ted's great. Dissimilar characters. He's fantastic. Uh, but this is my composite of true life. You know, it's based on all sorts of different serial. Sure. I think a half a dozen different serial killers. Even Ted Ted Bundy makes a slight appearance there, where he's dressed up with a cast. And he's like, "You better sign story for whatever he says." Ted Bundy would do that. He'd wear a cast and pretend like he needed help for stuff, and then he would he would uh, take advantage. That is diabolical. I know. Can you imagine? I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Just not caring that someone's helping you. <laughs> yeah. So you can take advantage of them, like. 
I, I will oh, never be able on to, someone's empathy. I'll yeah, it's all just cold logic of what's the best way to get someone to help me so I can trick them. If so I can trick them. Oh, into, probably a cast. I mean, same with Henry the Portrait, and I don't think that's gonna be on your list. So I hope I'm not burning it. Henry the Portrait. Like, I, I didn't want to do uh, couples either. Like, that's mm. kind of like a couple. It's, it's, a, it's a two banana, Him two hander there. Yeah. And uh, they would pretend like they were on the side of the road. You know, they needed help, and people would like pull off to the side of the road to help them with their broken down vehicle. And night night. Now now yeah. we, now we kill you. I, you fucking assholes. Like to, you know what? I think I could kill people. I would like to. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I, I would enjoy. You're like a vengeance killer. I think I could. With somebody like that, yeah. Oh, no, but then it turns into like, I need blood. You know, I need more. I like the yeah, taste of like, I've been wrong all you these years. I need blood. more cold blood. I need more, I need more serial killers. Where are they? I need more people just praying on Hard the week. Hard to find. Yeah, they kind of are. Always hiding in plain sight. That's right. Pricks. You just got to start a suit. Well, actually, I would enjoy. I really would. would. Be good. Like somebody, I, I find somebody who like tortured a puppy or something. Like I would, I would like to. I don't know how slowly I kill them, but I would kill them I, without much. I honestly believe that I could do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember watching a true crime, and there was a very startling moment where somebody was interviewing some expert on serial killers and all that and the demographics. And they just went, so how many uh, like active serial killers would you oh, say there yeah. are currently? And the guy was very, very casually went, Oh, about usually about 3000 active. Yeah. <laughs> Out there. Jesus. How many of them though? Just don't In the have United States. 3000 aren't equipped to do it though. How many, like they just, they never find the right circumstance or they're just yeah. so bad, you know, cause so many people are bad at their jobs and yeah. bad at things. Just incompetent. Oh. Yeah. Incompetent serial killers. And they have their whole like, this is going to be my name. This is what I'm going to do. And they just yeah. botch the first one and get caught immediately. Yeah. Like, immediately. They just come up like, with like a, a saw. They just have like one of those like hand saws. They just like yeah. start walking towards a woman in the market and then it just gets blown away right yeah. there. It's like, yeah, it wasn't well, a great plan. brought that up because one I left off my list. <laughs> I don't think it's on yours. because Monkey not, stuff. Not big and juicy. But uh, I don't know if he fits the description of a serial killer, mm. but what you're describing is the uh, character in The Vanishing who like, is practicing how to get better at hilarious. a serial killing. Yeah. Like we see him, like we have flashback where he's like, like chloroforming himself mm -hmm. and timing it long. Oh, yeah. I just thought of one. Uh-oh. It's not on any of them. No, but it's I'll, definitely I'll, not on all safe. Okay. It is good. It is creepy. Is it good? It is good. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, what you said earlier uh, ties well into number two, which is if you knew you were being righteous and you knew that the people you were killing deserved to die, mm -hmm. perhaps you could take on serial killer qualities. If you knew for a fact, for example, that your victims were actually demons walking this earth. <gasps> and but God is that a serial killer? Yes, it is. is God it? Yeah, I guess so. Well, to the rest of the world it is, to him, he's carrying out God's orders. Yeah. Because he's known as the God's hand killer to Frailty. his kids. He's known as dad, yeah. Mr. Meeks, played by Bill Paxton. Of course, in Frailty, 2001's Frailty, we haven't talked about it in a while, but no. I, love, I love this movie. I love this movie, too. This is uh, another principled villain, or principled serial killer, because... To the rest of the world, he's a serial killer, like, you know, abducting and murdering innocent people. But uh, to him, he's like, oh, no, God has, he believes 100%. In fact, he's the serial killer who takes no joy in what he's doing. It tortures him. But he's like, God has commanded me Have to, to carry this out. Yeah. And I must find these demons who are hiding as normal people and uh, execute. I'm the only one that can see. They're like, it's like they live. Mm -hmm. I'm the only one that, that can see they're actually demons. 
and I'll employ for just for fun. I'll employ my children in my. Uh, it wasn't really for fun. He he was showing them God's way. I know he really was. The light shine, the the light sh- sunbeam shining down on the axe. But it's a great it's like philosophical a film because this character believes one hundred percent, such to the point that you, as the viewer, don't know what to believe. He is murdering demons. He is taking demons off of God's earth. Yeah, I, it's it's almost like a, a look at uh, religion and and how people you know, can be radicalized mm. by it and what they get inside that, that, that headspace. Because I mean, how many, how many people have been killed for religion? Like that's what he's doing yeah, on a small yeah. scale, right? Totally. Yeah. And these so, people think you're seen, innocent. They don't know they're demons. You haven't seen for I was just about to ask. So how disturbing is this? Cause I'm, cause I'm always trying to figure out. It's surprisingly really time to walk. Mm, okay. it's, mm. I remember Brianne Chandler giving us a lot of shit for liking that movie and she, really? now, she might've, been a little so compared to something like seven less oh way less but i mean seven i i mean brad pitt just being in the movie i think kind of gives yeah. him that familiarity bill paxton i mean maybe he helps it but i i always I, remember but i give brian a lot of shit too for being so soft about it so i saw this avery long after it had been built up to me so i was like bracing for like horror, horror shows it's yeah. not gory it's, it's some great acting though it's people intense, but it, it's great Okay. Like, I wouldn't say it's, I wouldn't say it's a tough. It's watch. it's it is tough in the sense like when you see a nurse, you know, bound and she knows she's about to take an axe and like she's really selling it. Like yeah, yeah, but it's not anything above and beyond where it's especially no. disturbing. There's no there's no gratuitous violence. I would put that it I recall. Seven. I don't think like you see like any kind of like stab wounds or anything no, like that. You see people like getting buried and yeah. killed off screen, but I can't remember. I would put it below seven. Speaking seven of seven, more. speaking of seven, my number one is is John Doe. I mean, it's a just a hundred. He's the only fictitious, purely fictitious uh, guy I have on my list. But that character was the most. Like, I just I had to. I, I remember seeing that for the first time. Just I had to know who this maniac was. I had such a like the movie couldn't move fast enough. I had to get to the end so I could see who this person was and. Like I would have, I would hate this movie if they never, if they zodiacked it, right? And we just never found never out. Found I would out absolutely hate this yeah. movie because of the frustration factor. And I knew that it wouldn't be able to live up when we finally get the reveal of who right. it is. But goddamn it, it, it does. It does. It does. <laughs> it does. Detective with the blood all over. It's you're, like you're looking for me. What the fuck <laughs> is going on? And the meticulous nature and the he has no handprints. He's got. The uh, the books that they find in his horrifically creepy apartment uh, cost. They, they took two months to to complete yeah. by the art department. They're, they're actually fifteen thousand dollars. Full of writings. Yeah. They actually and they need, needlessly elaborate. That must have been a fun gig, though. Uh, Val Kilmer originally turned down that role. Thank God. Yeah. Oh, Brad Pitt's role. No. Oh, the killer. John Toe. Yeah. Oh no no no. Can you imagine? I mean, no. it would have been. That was before. David Fincher was David Fincher. So I think the studio was probably throwing away it around going, yeah, you can make your, and David Fincher even said to, uh, I think to Spacey and Brad Pitt, I think it, I know it was Brad Pitt and it might've been Spacey too. He said, uh, you're gonna be proud of your work in this movie, but you're not gonna be remembered for it. Ah, true with Brad Pitt, but I don't know. I still think Spacey yeah. as John Doe. It's an Doe. iconic role. Yeah. And I feel 
more than comfortable having this be my number one because it's not spacey paid forward. <laughs> well, that's the thing is it almost most of his good roles, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, like swimming with sharks playing himself. Yes, yeah, so you can almost still watch a lot of his stuff and go, well, fuck this guy. Yeah. 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 It's, it's very wrong. My, my line is... For so little screen time, too. Also, if I've already seen the movie... I'm like, I'm not going to go out and support something new that Kevin Spacey might be starring in, like, yeah. you know, coming up, but I'll watch the old shit without feeling right. much guilt, you know, especially with the way that they don't, the studios are fucking over the actors. He's not going to see any of my money yeah. anyways. Yeah. You know what I mean? Huh? That's the one, that's the one silver lining in the sack. Hey, Kevin Spacey's not getting residuals. <laughs> that's right. So I can all sleep at night. Hmm. It's a great role. Speaking of David Fincher, is uh, his movie with Fastbender, Strange and Netflix, is that going to be good? Oh, is it going to be good? going to be... I'm afraid not. Fastbender knows how to pick terrible roles and be the <sighs> best part of the movie. Yeah. He only cares about the performance. Remember the golden era of Netflix where like, they let artists do whatever they want. Yeah. And then we saw what the artists are doing. Like, why are the artists wanting to do this? <laughs> why? <laughs> the golden era was mainly got DVDs. I thought that was all down. Uh, I guess they're selling all those. Can fine. it be good? Finally finishing. I mean, it can be, but it won't probably. Won't God. Hope it. Number one for you me. know what? I heard an uh, interview with Ridley Ridley Scott the other day. Okay, interesting. It's help birth of a nation. He loves his own movies. It's I've <laughs> he never made great heard, movies. I've never heard a director talk about his movies really? like so fondly. Even like the middling ones, like Black Rain. Everything. Really? Yeah. Oh, I made this great movie called Black Rain. Oh, yeah, it was fantastic. Here's what we did. Fuck, that comes out in four days. Oh, does it? Really? Oh, I guess that's what we're going to be talking about next Four week. days. Shit. Is that where we're going to be at? Let me tell you about no, the No, we're not gambling on it. We can switch. It changed my life. What are we gambling on? Sorry to say. All right. Brian, go ahead. Let me tell you about the film that changed my life. <laughs> Alien Equalizer Covenant. 3. Alien <laughs> Covenant changed your life? That's what Ridley Scott would say. Mm. I see. Fuck, that was good. I loved Alien Covenant. I did love that really? movie. I loved what Alien Covenant. What did you Covenant. love about it? I thought it was great. I thought it was one of the best Alien movies he's made. It was a lot of fun. I remember really, really yeah. defending oh, that movie when it right. came out. I, th- I stand by that and Prometheus. I think they're both like phenomenal one-two punch. Better. That opening scene at the waterfall, I was actually at that waterfall. Oh, it's this crazy waterfall in Iceland that you have to like hike like 30 minutes in the, in, in the ice to get to. Then it flops. Is that that's Prometheus? Denny Floss, yeah. This crazy giant waterfall where like the uh the humanoid dude yeah, the, the comes engineer. apart. Yeah, the engineer. Doesn't doesn't do well at that waterfall. Yeah, I liked Covenant because it was just an outright alien Action. movie that I thought nailed it and did and did it well. Fastbender yeah. was excellent. I I think it was, honestly both of those are pretty underrated. What's your number one there, Barbara? Number one. I'm surprised you didn't have it on your list, although it's a little more esoteric. The character's name is Jang Kyung Chul. Oh, Memories of Mur- Murder? Play, played by Choi Min Sik. And I saw the devil. Oh, I saw the devil. Oh, I he's, saw the devil. It, he's so compulsed. He's great. He's, he's legitimately terrifying. He like, really is. This is probably the one on my list that like disturbed me, scared me the most. Really? The actual I, character? Absolutely. It's kind of funny, though. This guy's a monster. He was so oh, was very, over the very top. very funny parts. Tell me he's not a monster. And I also thought of him as like more of a rapist than a murderer. And he just kind of murdered whoever's in, his, eh, in front of him. He does both. Like he just he was he was just the ultimate uh, whatever feels good for for me. Yes, he, he is. He is uh, pure gluttonous. Yeah, yeah, pure it. 
Exactly. Yes, whatever I want to do, I'm going to do, including uh, primarily preying on young women. Like you said, there's a lot of uh, sexual assault involved, mm-hmm. but I believe all those victims do eventually die at his own hand. The cat and mouse. How many, how many extra people did he harm and rape and or kill because the detective was like yeah. just letting him Yeah, let, let, let him roam. Letting him, giving him a little more leash just so that he can come find ah, him. Such a smart movie. Then he catches on to what's going on. No, it's great. But like he would have been dead Did with the first beating. I might have. I, I don't, yeah. A lot of people are disturbed by this movie. But I mean, yeah, there is a lot of blood and guts and whatnot. But it was just so over the top. It was cartoony with the violence. True. Yeah. But it was effective. Inspired choice, Brian. Mm. It's on my ulcer. What else on your ulcer? I got a, I don't need a listener know. list. I don't even know if we need to do ulcer. There's so many. Mine, so many. mine includes the voices. <laughs> so does mine now. All right, what's on the listener list? Listener list compiled by Mitch Burns. Number five, Billy Loomis and Stu Mocker from Scream. Scream. Spoiler. They are. They are killers. Number four, we got a uh, decent amount of ties. Number four, Norman Bates and Psycho. Patrick Bateman and American Psycho. Yeah. Zodiac Killer and Zodiac. And Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs. The only tough part about Zodiac is we don't know who to actually is that character. You yeah. Know what I mean? like, it's more it's just left ambiguous. The actual killer. When you see right. him. The, the idea of the killer three Hannibal Lecter, multiple movies and Henry and Henry portrait of a serial killer. Upsetting. Number two, Mr. Brooks. Have I seen that? Mr. Did you assign that to me? No, I never seen it. Or is it Mr. Wright that you assigned? No, not Mr. Wright. That was Eric. Eric Robbins. I mean, that it was something with Kevin Costner. I thought that you made me watch that. I was mad. <clears throat> Maybe I've not it's seen Mr. Brooks. Definitely not Mr. Brooks. I've not seen it. And number one, of course, is John Doe in seven with 14% of the overall vote. Makes sense. Do you know what I thought of that I think is pretty inspiring? Yeah, what is Tell it? Tell me. I thought of the serial killer from Barbarian. Yeah, I thought of that one. The dude making the tapes. Yeah. Because oh, those I scenes that too, the are, tapes are labeled so funny. creepy. Those scenes of him hunting women are creepy. Yeah. It's a little, little, little recency bias, though. But it's good. Yeah. It is good. It is very good. And just the, the added humor element of the, <laughs> the tapes. The, just the labels. Of the yeah, tapes. the labels <laughs> with the freeze frame. And Giovanni actually wrote down every single label and listed them and sent them. You, you get that email, too? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you read them out loud on the show. I remember. All right, I'm not doing also rants. No, what are we, also what are we, rants. Yeah, there's too many. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, there's some good ones. Hey, you go ahead. You want to do oh, those I, 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 Listen, I'll abide. A lot of them were already mentioned. I'll abide. How's the Jack built is like the only one that I didn't. And Memories of Murder. So you're doing all sorts? He is doing them, yeah. yeah. Norman Bates, you get it. I, I said Norman Bates. I also the Jinx. Monster. Oh, you did? Yeah. Uh, the Jinx. What about Vince Vaughn? That's right. Robert Durst. Vince Vaughn and what? I am Psycho. hot Freaky. and started. And Psycho. And Psycho? Oh, he Christ. I've got seen two films. My wife loves that movie, the, the remake. <laughs> what? Yeah, she loves it. There's a remake? She watched it when she was like nine or ten, you know. The first How does that she, not stuck in your craw? Vince Vaughn. How is that not? Because, I mean, it's not Follow That Bird, which I think she said was her favorite movie of all time. <laughs> when we that did. Was, that you was know, a high point. We got to do the kids episode again because it's been more than a year. Yeah, uh, for sure. I love that your wife made you think of the kids episode. <sighs> I mean, I think we had more quality choices. <laughs> Gambling. Last week, we gambled on Gran Turismo. Oh, no. Anderson gets 70, Brian 79. Ah, oh, God damn it. With 176 reviews, the actual Rotten Tomato score is 61%. That's about that's about right. Making Andy the winner. God, I was so mm. ready to just come in here and just eviscerate that movie and it's furious. Uh, and but it's a, it's it actually rounded out and fleshed itself out, and I liked his arc, and it, was, it wasn't terrible. 
It's a perfect plane movie. Like if you're on a, even though. It, <laughs> the scope of that movie? I know. But, it, but yeah, still. But still, like it's got enough pathos and emotion in it by the end. Sure. I think you'll enjoy it. I saw Eddie the Eagle on a plane and I feel like it's similar. Eddie the Eagle? Yeah. I mean, obviously this one has a great sound design and a lot to look at with the cars and the drone shots and, and all that. But I feel like you could watch this in the theater now or wait until you're on a plane one day. I don't know if it's really wow. going to be like in, in your living room where you. Yeah. So for this week, we have a choice. So we can either go with the Equalizer 3, Jesus. which does a score. Great trailer. <laughs> it makes me want to go back and see there Equalizer 1 and 2. Or we could do uh, The Killer, which there is no current score. That's the new uh, Fincher. It comes out September 3rd. It's a remake. I want to look it up as it's going to show me the score. Um, See, that's where he goes for all of his movie information. I, just, just, said, just, just said there's no score. Oh, okay. Fuck it. Uh, what was the first one? Sorry, my brain. Equalizer is, 3 or oh, yeah. The Killer? Uh, killer. The Killer. Because we'll probably have seen that. Yeah, it's more relevant to our audience. Reminder, too, that we are going to be uh, watching a couple of listener chosen flicks for next week. Dinner Rush. Thanks to Alan Hassari. And then uh, Eric Robbins has given us Yo Jimbo. Yo Jimbo? Yo Jimbo. Yo Jimbo. Yo Jimbo. Yo Jimbo. Yo Jimbo. Is that a uh, Kurosawa film? It is. Yes. It is. Nice. Oh, probably on the Criterion channel. Sniff, Yo right? Sniff. Jim. Yo Jimbo. 1961. Right, the killer. Yes, it is on Max and the Criterion Channel. Killer, let's 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 gamble and get the Bulgari. Uh, okay, okay, no score. So uh, that's a okay. noise right in the microphone so, that I think very few of our listeners like. There's probably a couple of weirdos that liked it, but they're few and far between. I got a number. So do I. One. Two. Seventy-six. Jerry Rice. Oh, eighty. What'd you guess? 76? 76. 76, Brian. 80. 80. And like I said, there is currently nothing. So, we will so what's the score see. right now? Uh, nothing. Yeah, please there report is no back score. the score. Currently yeah. nothing. Yo, Jimbo. And uh, Jonathan Oxhorn, we will get to your Doug. Yo. When we have three hours. And I've been avoiding that one forever because I think I'm going to hate the way that it's shot. I hate the way it looks. I hate it. Speaking of Jonathan Oxhorn. I hate it. I know, listener art. Hold on. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Brian will like it I'm especially. Come on, Rotten Tomatoes. It is tailored for Brian. Tailor made for Brian. It is pretty good. Oh, you know what? I'd like to report on that. Uh, okay, so the listener art is in reference to Brian accusing me of um, saying. Oh, yeah, I never heard confirmation. Suggesting that uh, back in the day, I used to always say, hey, I'd like to talk about this movie, but I'm afraid all our listeners will watch it at once and it's going to crash Netflix. You said that, that more I, than once. Yeah, okay, so I did get. A response one from a listener email wise. Okay. I think, or maybe it was on. I'm surprised Geo wasn't all over this. And He's taking the week off. It was Smart. suggested that uh, he he said, uh, I remember Anderson saying this all the time back in the day. I thought it was hacky. He said it more than once. I thought it was hacky, but whatever. Now, listener Dan has that search engine, which we don't make a lot of noise about here. I didn't but know that existed. There's a search engine that he has created where it has transcribed every single what? show we've ever done. That's a mistake. And you can just type in words, movies, oh. all that stuff into the search sure, engine. Netflix is mentioned on every show. We need to use it. Uh, not anything about breaking that he tried a bunch of different iterations, so he couldn't find anything. You said like overload or overwhelm. Mm-hmm. 
Like you used a weird term. Like bandwidth. Like, I don't know. They don't have the bandwidth, maybe. Something. Yeah. Well, Dan couldn't find it, and I was very pleased to see that the actual technical engineer, who actually has something to pull from other than his own memory, was able to prove that this <laughs> does not exist. Avery, there you are. With your mustache. I see that other enthusiastic, really, really dumb, uh, hacky joke where I, I like when you're doing the top five and you'd be like aliens. Well, it wasn't you, it was Logan. I bet like, I've never heard of that one. What was that one? I finally got shamed. You do for, that all the time. I used to. I know. Hacky. Hacky. You still kind of do. That. I'm not above being a hack. All right. I'm a hack. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it is fun to be hacky. Thanks. Oh, Sorry, you can't stop. Speaking of which, comedy confessional. Oh yeah, hear this. Oh, nice. I wanted to go, but I can't. As you hear this, it is tonight. Oh, it is tonight. September first. September first. You can get tickets at, at Confess Comedy on Instagram, and if Damn. you use the promo code Confess, you get 20 percent uh, off. It is a great show. It is Sorry, a very really very good show, uh, and it's easy to park. It's don't be scared of the Santa Monica thing. There's restaurant at least two restaurants within that. Yeah, and I just lot. found out there's a bar there, so it's not just a million dollar cocktails. There's just straight nice. up. Nice. Ear bar, Christy, beer bar, beer wine. Highly recommend this show. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I am going to make it out there. I just can't go because it's all. Oh, I don't want to. Uh, holiday weekend is making it uh, so I, that I can't make it. I get it. Yeah. Sorry, Chrissy. I forgot about Freaky. We're going to the comedy show. It's so fun, Brian. You'll have a great time. I'm looking forward to it. I'll be out of town, but I'll go to the next one. Next one's October 13th. So. Yeah. Is it Friday, really? Friday the 13th action? Yeah. Nice. It's my anniversary. Well, this is a good way to celebrate. Oh, uh, shoot. I'll be celebrating Anderson's anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go. Thanks, Jonathan Oxor and great listener as always. Jay Lapp is our feature artist. Check them out at AndersonBrian.com. Patreon.com slash the film vaults where you find all of our Patreon content. There's a lot, you guys. Uh, so check that out. Become a member. Watch along with us uh, on uh, Sundays. Sundays are uh, a night people enjoy. The Amazon banner, the link, exists on AndersonBrian.com. Anderson and Brian is the Instagram. Anderson and Brian is the TikTok. The Film Vaults, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, The Film Vaults Podcast. Thanks, Eric Kath, for maintaining that. Thanks, Michael, for helping us with the gambling, especially when I win. Mitch Burns, I uh, appreciate you. And uh, Giovanni, get back on those emails. Anderson is missing you. Uh, that's all I got. Hey, Gio actually texted me during the uh, during the show. Really? That's yeah. all you know you used to make that Netflix show called? All right, uh, we do it for Van Gogh. Hold on, let's go We gotta start again And I know just what you can Be a friend I'm trying to go What do you get when you take two childhood friends with a passion for unexplored history and a whole lot of booze? You get us, Queen's Podcast. And here at Queen's, we are spilling the tea on all kinds of women from history. From New Orleans voodoo queen, Marie Laveau, to Marie Antoinette, and everything in between. Each queen is paired with a cocktail recipe that will totally get you in the mood to hear the fun, dramatic, and juicy stories of fascinating women from history. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Cheers! Cheers.